1: or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. k Rigs. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got them screaming D-Lo, KC. We're number one spot for some sports, huh? Got the city going crazy when we work, huh? We top two, but we ain't two, we in first, huh? And when you need the real, we we'll is who you search, huh? D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo. K-C. D-Lo. We your number one spot. we well,
2: we'll hit the air. Anyway, It was a
3: crappy
2: weekend. One of the worst weekends in the history of Sacramento Sports.
3: Hey, but we here.
2: Terrible, I tell you.
3: Terrible. Welcome into the Monday, November 6th edition of d one KC. I'm Damien Barley. The
1: ultimate needle mover <laughs> in God mode himself. Hey,
3: he's Kenny
2: Caraway. Yes, sir.
3: Acknowledge me. Yeah, we're full of crap today. Oh man. what a terrible Saturday. It was goodness horrible. gracious. That was awful. Hey, shout out to Raider Nation. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, there's definitely, definitely yep. some reason to smile. We'll talk about that. Actually, I can't wait to talk about that. Oh, my <laughs> God. If that wasn't the biggest middle finger to Josh McDaniels in history. Man. Oh, my
2: God. That was glorious. Oh, it got oh, it was beautiful around, Uh Well, this was before the game, but Sunday morning, that, that Glazer story. Crazy. Oh, my God. Yo, that was so crazy. I
3: didn't Josh, know whether to believe it or Josh not. Josh out
2: of pocket, bro.
3: I saw that. I saw like, oh, it came from the athletic. Like, wait a minute. Then I saw a Glazer had it. I was like, oh, God. Oh, my God. I can't wait till Monday gets here. Hey, man, what a oh, loser. I can't
2: wait till Monday gets here. If I'm reading that story right, because I had to, like, double check, make sure I heard yeah. what he said right. right. What a loser. Justin yeah. Daniels is a loser. Oh, that's so,
3: so funny. We'll, we'll, we'll get to all of that. We'll get to all that. We're excited to talk about the Raiders. I'm super happy for the Raiders. I'm super happy for Raider Nation, man. That was really, really good stuff this weekend for them.
2: We'll talk about it. Dr. David, a little, little uh, Nick Young-ish, Jordan Hill-ish a little bit. I Look, I celebrate every win, but Dr. David tweeted me. He said, where's Kobe when you need him? Well, well,
3: <laughs> well, wait a minute. That's not fair. That's not fair. We'll, we'll, we'll talk he was about right. it. We'll talk about it.
2: He's a little right when no, he said that. No,
3: it's not fair. But we'll talk about it. I mean, that Laker team was like three and seventy. <laughs> like, come on, it's not the same. That team was three and seventy. Uh, but we'll 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 get to all of that. Of course, we're 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 not going to start with anything good. Kings looked awful on Saturday. Ah, absolutely awful. That was terrible. Um, the Republic looked great for like 75 oh minutes.
2: Gosh, that and, that was so upsetting. It, it it was all
3: right. This sucks. Let's flip over to this standard definition mm. broadcast of of Sac Republican. You know, let's get the job done here. Yeah. And then it's like, "Yo, okay. All right. Let's go. Let's close this out." And then, "Oh. Okay. This still time." And then, it's, "Oh. Mm. Oh, this 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 is this is what's happening." Mm. As you said, as you tweeted, and that goal in the 94 minutes. My gosh! I can't accidentally left you unblocked oh. last week, so I saw your tweet about it being the worst. Terrible. Uh, yeah, it was. Awful. I had
2: I had the double screen awful. going with Sac State too, and you know they were struggling oh, against Montana. Man. Who Montana is like the 2000 Ravens on on the defensive end. It's just crazy. Then uh, Sac State, you know, it was, I think it was 21-7. You know, they they got a punt. Sac State punted the ball, got it down inside the one. They did the thing where they were like circling every, circling the ball, and it really worked this time. Like it, it stopped rolling or stopped bouncing at like the six, mm-hmm. and they were like doing the thing where they wave it and create wind. They got it down to the one doing that first time it ever actually worked. I was like, this is amazing. And I was like, all right, get a stop here, get a score. Very next play, ninety nine yards yeah. to the house for montana i said this is just it's not awful. our night
3: all it's, it's, it's not, not our it's night not our night it's not our night uh and it started with the kings getting humiliated by dylan effing brooks man mm.
2: i will say this though y'all y'all gonna and i'm not saying you because I, I think you kind of feel the same way i do yeah i gotta stop acting like dylan brooks some kind of scrub
3: no but what <laughs> dylan brooks is is what dylan dylan brooks is not a scrub mm. he's also not that I don't think he is what we saw on Saturday. That is not who Dylan he Brooks has, is. He can he can do that. He can do that, yeah. but that's not who he is, mm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's capable, mm-hmm. right? Like like Malik's not going to score, you know, forty a night. Right. He's capable, right? Dylan Brooks, he's capable of doing what he did. Man, all right. Everybody has an opinion as to what happened on Saturday, and it's interesting. You know, it, it, it wasn't just a loss. It was a bad loss. People perceived this team to be bad. We tried to warn you going into that game. I, they had, I think they had just won their first game. Mm-hmm. Don't don't. This isn't the Houston of last year. This isn't the same team. Like this is a a, a more mature team. Now you got Ime Udoka there. You got you got Fred Van Fleet who's a leader. Mm-hmm. Whether you like Dylan Brooks or not, he can anchor a squad. And we just don't look at this Houston team like you looked at last year's Houston's teams mm-hmm.
2: and they they
3: beat the crap out of Sacramento
2: uh they 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 beat them good but i mean it it ended up not being close i don't think that you can look at anybody yeah. like that in this league you know how i feel about the, the talent in this league in general but also in november you can't look at yeah, nobody yeah. like that everybody yep. feeling good about themselves yep. you know maybe maybe like i said the league itself is just super talented. So I don't look at anybody that way. But maybe you can look at a team like that in March. You know what I mean? But sure. not in November when everybody's sure. still feeling good, still feeling like they have something going on in this season. And Houston feels that way. Houston is looking at it like we were uh one in one in we're only one and three coming into this game. Like let's get a win here mm-hmm. against the Kings at home. Get to two and three, all this other stuff. So they they came out ready to play. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I say uh, I hesitant with like they beat the crap out of the Kings is Houston did not come to play in the third quarter. No, I mean like they were awful, so awful,
3: awful. So let me let me let me let me expand on what I mean by that. Like I feel like, and I'm I'm starting to see. There's only two games I could point to the 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 well, I guess three games, but it's the Warriors and the Rockets. Mm. Utah didn't do this. I don't think L.A. did this. The term physicality was around Sacramento all offseason, and it was about Mike. It was Mike talking about the Kings being physical, Mm. and I know you've got feelings on that, and we'll talk about it. But it felt like, to me, with the Rockets and the Warriors, their game plan was to be physical with Sacramento. Mm. And... It was you, you, you. could argue whether it worked or not in the the Clay Thompson game. I feel like it worked on Saturday. I feel like Houston was physical with them, and I think officials are allowing. You know, not by design, not some sort of conspiracy against Sacramento. They're allowing teams to be physical with Domas. They're allowing teams to be physical with these guys down low, and it. I think it flusters Sacramento. And without De'Aaron there to, the guy to take over the game and just be like, For, forget it, we're gonna we're gonna do this a different way, isn't there? And whether as much as Malik can try, as much as you know you can you can pick different people to say, well, the offense runs through dumb all this other stuff, De'Aaron's absence is glaring, like glaring, glaring. And I just feel like the physicality of the Rockets affected Sacramento. And I feel like that's on film now. That's a game plan for opponents is to be physical with Sacramento and either make the officials blow the whistle or <laughs> wait till they're physical back. And I don't know that they are um, or have been. That,
2: and that's where – so the last things you said is what I deem is the problem. hmm Is they too busy trying to be physical back. Just play basketball. Like, we ain't going to get pushed around. We going to push too. And just play. They want to be physical. You're quick. You're precise. You do what you do. But you're, my, I don't feel like they are, though. They're what? Being
3: physical. Like, I don't think, because because I, I know your frustration. Your frustration is you feel like they're trying to be something they're not. It's a whole mindset that was created in this training camp. That I said, was and you think, I didn't like from the start. You think that's why they were so slow on Saturday?
2: I just think they're they're in in their heads, you know. And they and they like let's think about this over the weekend. And you could feel how you want to feel about this guy. Did he win a championship? No, and that's what doesn't work. You don't win a championship, Mike D'Antoni. Mm-hmm. I never heard Mike D'Antoni talk the way Mike Brown talked in this training camp. His thing was, this is what we do, and we do it better than anybody else. You catch up to us. Does that mean he didn't care about defense or the team didn't care? i ain't not saying that. I don't know that or anything like that. But he recognized, hey, I got Steve Nash. I got James Harden. I got these guys. This is what we do. You keep up. I Yeah, you know, there's some going to be some times when the shots aren't falling or anything like that, but his mentality was probably like, I believe more times than not, you can't keep up. Mm-hmm. You're not keeping up with 115, 116, 117. We'll we'll win a lot of games because you just can't keep up. And that was what he based everything off of. And I just I hadn't I hadn't liked the over emphasis on being physical and defense and essentially not playing guys. Because of defense threatening their playing time because of defense and all Do this. Do you other think stuff. that's happening? Yeah, I thought it happened with Kevin Herter. Man, Kevin that was,
3: Herter hasn't been good this year. Like Kevin Herter's been active, but like if if in if 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 I'm if I'm countering your argument with your own argument,
2: Kevin Herter's shot's not falling. Yeah, because he's messed up, because he's trying to he's afraid of getting benched because of defense. Mm. That happened in the preseason, mm. unsolicited.
3: Yeah, I, I, I got you there. I don't agree with that. I got you there. Can I point this out? Mm-hmm. This team has scored 130, 114, and 132
2: in games that De'Aaron Fox
3: played. And that's
2: why I hold reservation. Okay. Because it can be – The 114 was a loss, by the way. Yeah, it, it it can just be as simple as De'Aaron's not out there. But at the same time, mm-hmm. while De'Aaron is unbelievable important, mm-hmm. the way they play mm-hmm. is just – it shouldn't, it shouldn't be. be. It shouldn't yeah. change no, drastically because yeah. he's not there. I think there's a. a st- I thought Will Z might have said it. Will Z joining us at twelve thirty. I thought, I thought it was Will Z, but they talked. To, maybe it was Matt George. But anyway, it was their pace and everything with the Aaron Fox. Almost, I think that was James. James. <laughs> it, was no, it was James. James. <laughs> their pace with the Fox is like fourth in the league without him. Yeah. it's Dead last. Dead last. Yep. And yeah, I just don't like that. I just. It, it I, I really, we'll talk about it some more. It's not the end of the world. I don't, I'm not ringing an alarm or anything else like that. Um, but I just, the foundation for what was important, what was the most important, was laid out for this team during training camp. And I was never a fan of it. And yeah, we'll see if it continues, if they can, if it's just a blip on the radar or what. But um they need to change some stuff, change their mentality.
3: Yeah, King's pace in the first three games with De'Aaron Fox, 104.05, fourth in the NBA. Uh King's pace in the last two games with De'Aaron Fox out, ninety six point two five last year. Shouldn't in the be NBA. that drastic. That was uh the stat you were. It'll referring. go down a little bit, but it shouldn't be that drastic.
2: <clears throat> OK,
3: I kind of I, I kind of have a follow up or I have a follow up question to you okay. uh, regarding that. So we're just getting started. There obviously is a lot to dissect. Uh, as Kenny said, we we we, can, we are here. We can confirm uh, the world hasn't ended uh, because the Sacramento Kings are playing slower and not playing well. De'Aaron Fox will be out tonight. So whatever the issue is without De'Aaron Fox, they're going to have to find a way to fix it. Uh, and we'll talk uh, more about that as we continue. As Casey just mentioned, uh, Will Z will be with us coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, and, of course, our man James Hamm will be back with us here in the final hour of the show. We're happy that you're here with us wherever you are. If it's on the Odyssey app or tune in if you're on Twitch, if you're on YouTube, uh, or if you're on 1320 AM, hang out. We're with you for the next four hours. This is Stephen mckay brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. just dive right back into talking about the Kings Will Z is going to join us here in just a couple of minutes maybe he can tell us why things went so wrong uh, on Saturday uh, what went wrong by the numbers uh, with Will Z uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes uh, I had mentioned to you, you 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 had spoken your frustrations about this team kind of veering away from its identity and mm-hmm. and I'll give you this that has been a frustration of yours. Really, since the start of training camp, when the idea was, let's be physical, let's be let's be this, let's be that. I love the Mike D'Antoni comp. There's obviously holes in that analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest one being the lack of a Larry O'Brien Trophy, mm-hmm. but but he, I, I think it works. Right? That's the identity of Mike D'Antoni as the head coach.
2: And they won games. They didn't win a championship, but he won a lot of games in this league. But
3: I think the the thing is that – and this is where it gets a little – this is where it gets a little sketchy, right? Because that's the identity of Mike D'Antoni. Mm-hmm. The Phoenix Suns. The, <laughs> the attempt mm-hmm. – maybe failed attempt, but the attempt with the New York Knicks.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And then Houston. Um. And you can argue two of those three were extremely, extremely successful in that regard. That's not Mike's identity. Right. And that's where I think the I think that's maybe where there's, there's this slight disconnect is Mike working with the team last year, like, okay, there is something that we're really, really good at. Mm-hmm. But okay. I, I've 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 got to figure out a way to make them better at this other thing. Mm-hmm. So we can compete for the finals. Because if I'm Mike and I'm thinking, if if I'm Mike Brown and I'm thinking of the Mike D'Antoni analogy, the only thing that's sitting on you know my right shoulder here, the little devil on my shoulder is, he <laughs> ain't win, he mm-hmm. ain't win. You got to do something else. Look at those the, the 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 devil on Mike Brown's shoulder. You see those Will stats mm. about the the, the 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 championship teams and where they rank on defense. You can't rank twenty fourth. And if you're going to rank in the 20s, you better have Shaq and Kobe on this team. Mm-hmm. Are Shaq and Kobe here? All right, teach this team to play defense. I understand what Mike wants. I also understand your gripe, and I understand uh, the gripe of, of 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 everyone who 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 says, you know, this team is veering away from their identity. My thing right now, today, and today t- tonight, could go a long way in in, in changing that or stamping it. On the, on the Kenny Carraway and, and, and everyone else who was frustrated with the pace. Uh, uh, the, tonight's game can go a long way in, in determining that. I don't think they're overall ultra slow. As I pointed out, 130, uh, what, what were the numbers? 130, 114 in a loss, 132. Those are, the, those are the point totals in the three games they have played with De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. In the two they haven't, it was 101 and 89 that's drastic. Mm-hmm. This is as drastic as the 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 stat you just referenced from James Ham. Um I also don't feel like I my my bigger issue is no one's taken the no one's done the All right, De'Aaron's out. Let's go. I got I, even 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 though we've we've all acknowledged it's it's going to be that that 31 points has to be made up by committee. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like any of them are like, "Yo, let's I'm I'm gonna go do it I'm gonna go do it I don't feel like anyone's doing that and yeah I don't feel like anyone's doing that Nah, and
2: and so a couple things going on with that like I said it's never about just disregarding defense Mm -hmm. like you always are looking to play better defense even if you're a good team a good defensive team you go through a game and be like hey we got to be better here on the defensive end or we didn't rebound the way we normally should or whatever. It's just the nature of the game. You're always looking to improve on a defensive end. And when you're one of the worst statistical defensive teams in the league, it's only natural. It's going to be like, hey, we got to pick that up. But the way they go about it, I just wasn't a fan of. of it. it was more like – it was like I don't think these words might have been actually mm-hmm. said – but this was the the discourse around it, right? It was like, yeah, you can score all you want, but it doesn't matter if you're not going to defend. Well, no, that's I don't believe that's true. Like, you can score a lot and win a lot of games, and when you put that connotation on it, of you can score, but it doesn't matter.
3: But I just I did,
2: didn't. I didn't like that. Well, once okay. again, not necessarily said specifically. Yeah, because
3: I don't think that's it. See, that that goes back to the Kevin Herter thing for me.
2: Mm.
3: We, kept, we kept talking about Kevin Herter defense, Kevin Herter defense, Kevin Herter defense. If Kevin Herter was hitting 40% of his threes, th- 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 no one would be talking about that. Mm. That's, my, that's my opinion. I could be completely wrong. I don't think fans would be talking about it. I don't think Mike would be talking about it. If, if, if Kevin was scoring 17 a game or 16 or whatever his average was last year, 15, if he was doing that every game, and he was doing it on a forty percent clip. No one would be talking about this. It goes back to the to the to the complaint that I had. I think it was before the regular season started. Let Kevin score forty, mm. and then you go. You know what? That's not what I'm looking for. Then I'll believe you, mm. because right now I feel like we're stuck on Kevin Herter's shooting slump, and we're framing this as some sort of defensive thing. Mm-hmm. And I think I I just. Well, we're I framing, don't believe
2: that's real. I, I agree with I you. I don't believe but it's we're real. We're framing it that way because he brought up defense. He, when being he talked Mike, about you're 100 right. Him out of there. And I don't believe him. Mm. I don't believe
3: I. I love Mike Brown. I don't believe him. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe he wants them to be better defensively. I believe he wants Kevin Herter to be better defensively. I, be, I believe he wants everybody in the Kings uniform to be better defensively. What I don't think he'll do is take a 40 percent three point shooter out of the rotation. For Chris, Chris Duarte, mm-hmm. with all due respect, mm-hmm. or, or or Colby Jones, who I think is, is, has played some five minutes. I don't think he's going to do that because he thinks they can get uh, three more stops than Kevin Herter can. Mm-hmm. To me, it boils down to them making or missing shots. Absolutely. If Kevin Herter's making shots, he's staying on the floor no matter how many backdoor cuts he misses.
2: And and fundamentally, I think, and this goes into, like, when you talked about, like, who Mike Brown is um, in a situation. Like, I just, I disagree with what he said after the game. Like, the mentality, the mindset of the team is just, it, to me, it's out of whack and it's not in line with the strengths of this team. So after the game, he's talking about, like, yeah, our shots weren't falling and we mm-hmm. stopped playing defense. Mm-hmm. That might have that been correct, but you gave up 107 points. It's not like you gave up 140. Yeah. You gave up 107. Houston didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Now in the fourth quarter specifically, yeah, you, you might have, you know, you might have, you know, given up easy buckets and things of that nature. But to me, that's not when you lost the game. Mm-hmm. You lost the game when Houston couldn't score for seven minutes yep. and you couldn't do anything offensively yep. to – Get separation. You got a one-point lead away. in that whole situation. Yep. And you finished out that quarter not scoring yourself for the last like four and a half minutes. Yep. So what I would have liked to see is like, hey, I look, got to play defense. Understand that. I think that goes without saying. I'll put that caveat out there all the time just in case people don't understand. Yes, defense is important. But you need to start infusing these guys with confidence on the offensive end and say, you know what? We got we to gotta do what we do offensively. The defense is going to come. Like, I think they got it flipped. And they may be right. But they're like, oh, the offense is going to come. We got to be better on defense. Well, let's make sure the offense comes first. You know what I mean? Let's make sure we get to where we need to go on the offensive end and then focus on what we need to do on the defensive end. That would just be my thought of the whole situation.
3: No, I I, I understand. Um the crux of all of the Kings issues right now feel on the offensive end and less on the defensive end. As you just mentioned they scored hundred and seven. As you just mentioned they they held Houston scoreless for an hour and took a one point lead. And when that I think I think they hit a three, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Gave them that one point lead and I remember Yeah thinking. Harrison did. Okay. Well, good. And then like a possession went by, oh Okay, it was all right. Back for, hey, yo, yo, they still missing shots. Y'all want to get something going here? Mm. And then it is when they, I think the, the the Rockets got up like four. It's a couple quick shots later, they got up by four. It's like, yo, they couldn't put the Rockets away. Mm. They did all of that and couldn't put the Rockets away. Right. And then obviously the game went in a completely different direction uh, after that. Um, but between Kevin Herter and Keegan Murray, you know what other numbers down, by the way, hmm. the three point attempts per game. Hmm. And I don't know what's causing that. I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the physicality that I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. If it's the mindset, I don't know if it's the Aaron being out, but. The we were talking during the preseason they, there were a couple of games where they put up like 50 th- th- three pointers mm-hmm. I'm not okay with this you were fine with it mm-hmm. and then it kind of it, it, the season started oh, 40 okay like I, I I see what they're at they're hitting them especially that first game they're hitting them in a decent clip I, I see where we're going here now it's like falling down into like the low 30s it's like yeah. that's below what you were doing last year Yeah. now now to your point that really is not your identity mm-hmm. But I think everyone's scared because they're missing shots. Yeah. And that's not and everyone, but Kevin Herter specifically and Keegan Murray specifically, they're not hitting shots. So right. they're, I mean, Malik ain't scared of nothing, but some of these other guys I think are a little timid about that shot.
2: Yeah. Nah, and, that, and that also mm. goes back to what you talked about earlier and just what it is. Like, if you hit your shots, maybe things are different. Keegan and Herter aren't hitting their shots. You know, and now you don't have Trey Lyles, who was also another guy to hit shots. Sasha hasn't really hit a whole lot of shots either. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking around like, man, where's this, where's this offense going to come from? Yeah. When when the guys aren't hitting shots, so yeah, it's there's there's a few things going on to it. Some of it is um, um, strategic. Some of it, I think, is psychological um, that they've got to work through, and some of it is the fact that they play five games. You know what sure, I mean? Like th- sure. There, There's some of that, too. And that's why I, w- I want to hesitate on just saying they're not it's who over. they were last year. Nothing like that. let play five New games. New streets. <laughs> five games, two of them without Fox. Yeah. Probably the two times you've looked your worst was without De'Aaron Fox. So that plays a, a, a factor into things as well.
3: All right, let's bring in Will Z, who is uh, staring at his You didn't his get the memo, uh,
2: Damian. Black and yeah, I, today. Before.
3: Yeah, I guess I missed mm-hmm. it. Won't y'all add me to the group text? Man, brother, missing out as we welcome in uh, our brother Will Z, uh, Will stats.com. Make sure you check out his amazing work. Will, what the hell happened on Saturday, man?
5: Jeez. Oh, it was so disappointing. Mm. Oh, just like you guys have been saying, it's tough when both the offense and defense aren't, they're both so average right now that if you're relying on your defense to win games, it's not going to be good enough to win games. And if you're focusing so much on defense, then your offense isn't going to be good enough to win games. And that's how you become a 500 team. And that's around two and three, what the Kings are right now. But what frustrated me the most, and if anyone was following me over the weekend, uh, Mm -hmm. you saw that the swing stat was the restricted area scoring. The Rockets came into the game um, fourth worst in the league in terms of percentage in the restricted area and shot 9 of 11 there in the first half. It was just layups, dunks. They just went to town. And they finished fine on the for the night as a whole, uh, 14 of 22 for 63.6%. But you can't let teams succeed in areas that are weaknesses for them which is what the Kings let the Rockets do in the first half.
2: Hmm. You know, one of the things that I'm always looking at, Will, that that you do a great job of covering is the wide open shots, right? Mm -hmm. The wide open looks specifically from the three-point land. And I know um, Damian mentioned, you know, the physicality of Houston Uh, earlier on the insiders. James Hamm was talking about, you know, they're not getting the same open looks that they get. Is that, is that what's going on statistically? Like they're not getting the same amount of uh wide open looks or they're getting about the same, they're just not hitting them.
5: Yeah, it's been about the same. They it's frustrating the tracking numbers on nba.com aren't up for the Kings and Rockets game. Do better. Which NBA.com. is really frustrating as a stats person. It's like <laughs> I, it's just not there. Um but well, so like two games
3: away from building his own stats <laughs> infrastructure.
5: Don't tempt me with it's like the, the NBA is not good
3: enough. This isn't good enough. I'm building my own God. will Z stats <laughs> website.
5: Oh, man. But I mean, if you don't count that game, they're at twenty five point three wide open threes per game, which is second most only to the Pacers. But what's the problem is they're hitting those at a thirty five point six percent clip. Mm. which is 24th best mm. in the league. So they're just not converting. It matches the eye test. They're just not hitting their shots. Um, but the looks are still there. It's again one of those things where you five games in, small sample size, you hope that that kind of fixes itself. But I'm just a little worried that it's the that do we have tired legs already from this defensive intensity? I don't know. I've never played that high level of defense. Kenny, you've played pretty high-level basketball. How much does that defensive intensity affect you on the offensive side if it's something you're not used to? Uh, it's hard. It's, it is
2: hard. It's a little hard oh, to man. tell. We all know
5: Kenny don't play on that side. Oh,
2: yeah. Help!
3: <laughs> Help! <laughs> not anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> from what well, I hear. It's, it's
2: hard to tell with this particular group because in a normal setting, um, maybe it doesn't take as much away from you, but we talked all last year about how much they move on offense, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. now, now you're just moving crazy all game long, mm-hmm. and maybe that does take away um, from your legs. It could be a situation where and we talked about this a little bit with Sasha. You just got to get those legs under you. Like it's yeah. gonna take some time mm-hmm. to get used to how you got to operate while you know going really hard on the defensive end and getting that movement on the offensive end it may take some time or maybe you got to i don't know dial back a little i i i don't know if the answer is to dial back on defense i think it's it's psychological like i think there needs to be more talk in the locker room and in the, in public about being dynamic on the offensive end i i really think that's starting to mess with them just this constant talk about being physical, and we got to be one of these top defensive teams in the league. I I think that's messing with them. That's just my
3: my opinion. I'm trying to be more mature, but David Jackson almost broke me with this. Whoa! Right here. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Rob Dow brings up a great point. Hey-oh. I blame the India trip for well, tired ladies. Hey, you
2: know it's been it's been something that I thought about in the yep. last couple of days. Is man India? They just haven't recovered. Yep. Is it the missed shots, Will, that
3: made the offense look so broken on on, on Saturday?
5: I don't know. To me, it just looked – it wasn't even the missed shots on Saturday. It was – it just looked dysfunctional. Lethargic. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't – there were so many possessions where it seemed like they were just passing it around the perimeter. Uh, Mike Brown always talks about getting the paint, get a paint touch, have that spray out to an open three it didn't seem like they were doing that kind of inside out pass the ball screen cut. It just looked off, Mm. which is I think more concerning than missed shots. Um, again, I want to look at the passing numbers for the game. I can't, they're not there. Um, but just going based on just the eye test, it just felt different. Mm. Um, I wish I had stats to back it up.
3: I'm texting Hannah tonight just to find out if Will Z is counting passes tonight <laughs> during the game.
5: <laughs> One, two.
3: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> you know, there was a moment in the second quarter, which uh, for my money was by far the best quarter they played. And the the closest mm-hmm. it looked to Kings basketball was just the way they got up and down the court. And they, they pushed uh, the agenda on the offensive end. Their defense wasn't great. There was a lot of times when they were taking the ball out of the net, and you know, getting the ball, but they were getting it, pushing it back up the court. I think they had, oh, I had it right here in front of me. In that second quarter, they had thirty-four points. You know, my biggest thing is thirty-plus quarters. Yeah, like that's that's what you need. Yeah. I need at least three out of four quarters being uh, thirty-plus quarters. In that second quarter, they really got after it on the offensive end, and there was a sequence of. Three straight plays where Davion Mitchell, um, who we'll talk a little bit more at length as the time goes on, but three straight plays down the court. Davion got aggressive on the offensive end, and it led to three straight buckets. It was Davion attacking for his own layup on one play. And Houston might have scored on all three possessions on the other end too, but they got the ball out. Davion attacks hard, kicks it out to Monk for a 3 That's cash. Davion comes back again, attacks hard to the lane, gets stopped, finds Duarte for a backdoor cut. And those three plays stood out to me because it didn't feel like we had seen that level of aggression from him up until that point. And to be honest with you, with him only taking two shots the entire game, didn't feel like we saw that type of aggression for the rest of the game. I need that type of aggression from him and from that team, regardless if the shot goes in or not. Like, you gotta be ready to push that ball up the court. And I, I I just think, I think they've gotta, they've gotta lock in on doing a better job at that. And they like specifically when the De'Aaron is out.
5: Yeah, and that's where the Kings have been terrible in transition and fast break points this year. I just tweeted out some stats and I'll have them to threads after this, but by percentile, they've been the second worst team in transition Um, and they're averaging 6.8 fast break points per game. Mm -hmm. That's so low, especially for this team Mm -hmm. last year. They were, um, I'll get the exact number, but they were in the top few, uh, for fast break points, but I don't, with Fox, without Fox, they had two on Saturday. Mm -hmm. That's two fast break points with Davion Monk, um, even Sabonis pushing the grab a rebound, push it up the court. It just doesn't feel like their intensity and urgency to get going in a quick offensive set is there. I don't know if that's scheme trying to make sure that they're limiting offensive rebounds for the other team, or if it's just kind of something that's happened as a byproduct. But I don't know. To me, transition has been bad They're shooting 42.4% on transition shots. That's last in the league. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their points per possession, 0.92 second to last in the league. They're only getting shooting fouls on 5.9% of their transition looks. That's last Mm -hmm. in the league. That's where you typically see if someone's going for a layup one-on-one, just draw the foul, get the points at the line. They're not even doing that. It's just why aren't they pushing the ball with any sort of intensity?
3: Does Houston get any credit for for the way Sacramento played on Saturday, or is that uh, Sacramento's issue to fix?
2: Uh, I mean, Houston came out ready to play. You know, in that first quarter, they they came I thought out they ready were to aggressive. Execute. Yeah, so they get credit for for their
3: on both ends. Yeah,
2: the way they approached the game. Um, it's not their fault if the Kings weren't aggressive or if the Kings didn't come ready to play. They had well, a what game I... plan and they had to execute it. And they. Uh, to answer your question yeah they get credit for that for sure
3: did their game plan slow Sacramento down is maybe a better way of phrasing the question or did maybe Sacramento... maybe
2: I you know I didn't really look at it that way but it, okay it could it could have happened I wasn't locked in on like what Houston was doing to affect the Kings if I looked at it a little harder maybe maybe I could see that so I could I could absolutely see them throwing a uh a curveball at the Kings and the Kings not being able to adjust to it.
3: Yeah, I don't think they were doing skim- anything schematically crazy. I just think they were making life difficult for them. Like they mm-hmm. they were, you know, D- Dylan Brooks. The regard- D- Dylan Brooks yeah. is a really good defender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if nothing mm-hmm. else, he's a really really good defender. Uh, and then he just, you know, he cooked you on the offensive end. Yeah. And that's what you yeah. can have. Like you could deal with those games from Dylan Brooks because you could probably get those eighty-two times a year. Mm-hmm you can't deal with the 26 and nine yeah. you know, like because yep. you're not going to get that 82 times. And he is
2: the type of guy where if you let him start to feel good about himself, he'll, he'll be hitting shots and kissing, to, blowing kisses to the bench. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's that oh, yeah. type of guy where he's yeah. feeling good about himself. You might be in trouble.
3: Uh, any, any, any swing stats, anything we need to watch tonight, Will?
5: I might just go revamp the, the original one with the Rockets. Yeah, like same thing. <laughs> yeah. Just because yeah. it's almost like a test. Can you do better? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think the Rockets are that good of a scoring team inside. So uh, we'll just double up on it. Why not?
3: Appreciate you, Will. Thanks as oh, always, man, my fans. Uh Go check out his amazing work. Become a Patreon subscriber over there uh, as well. Again, that's WillZStats.com. Thanks, Will.
5: Appreciate you guys.
3: Come on, NBA. Let's get those numbers up for our man right there. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. We got, we Come got on, uh, let's come back I one thing we didn't get to talk about I really I really do want to talk about the Raiders uh, and, and, and Antonio Pearson what they did mm-hmm. yesterday mm-hmm. we're far from done with the Sacramento Kings um, Domas had one of those stranger games I can remember him playing and mm-hmm. that he was he wasn't invisible like he was in like every play but there was a point in the third where I had to pull up his box score because I couldn't remember him scoring. Mm. He had like 15 rebounds and six points when I looked that up. Mm. And, it again, the, everything was running through him. He was orchestrating everything. But his aggressiveness on the offensive end uh, wasn't there. And he continues to struggle at the foul line. So um, we'll talk much more Kings basketball. I want to give the Raiders their flowers. It was a, a pretty fun day in the NFL yesterday with the 49ers. Uh, being off if you were on the red zone channel at the right time you saw some really exciting uh, endings to game so we'll dive into all of that it's the other one kc brought to you by sky river casino here on sacramento sports leader espn 1320 by the way jesse's back
2: welcome back Jesse. It's your
3: Friday he's a little feisty too
2: i would be too he's like, okay.
3: back I would, hey i, I, would, I almost missed it i want to make sure we you also, came back on time hey, i almost, also, almost missed it but
2: you also ain't said a word all day well, look,
3: i've been working i've been
6: talking to our guy kyle Matson over here we're producing look, stuff man, like that working on big things i'm just kidding we're just if,
2: talking. if i if i wasted my hour that they gave back to me wow. on sunday oh, don't to don't do sit that. up here and watch my team oh is this don't do what we're doing not perform don't do that no they, on the big not, stage yeah you know
6: about not performing you guys lost three in a row Hey,
2: man. Hey, we okay. got Hey, No, you all guys right. got one more win than us. We all get neutral corners. I don't know why he's doing neutral. this. When <laughs> right I come I back, he's like, oh, you lost. You guys look, just lost three in a row. I'm just saying I'd be upset. I would be upset. The Niners played at the crack of dawn on Sunday, and I had to wake up and see them in another big game, not perform. I'd be upset. It's, not as, it's not
6: as bad as the time. I drove to L.A., right? We drove to L.A. for a wedding. I drive back the same day because I'm not trying to stay in the same house with everyone's family. No, let's go. Understandable. So we go back, right? We drive back. I get home at 3 o'clock. <laughs> Go to sleep for three hours. Wake up. We're playing the Urban Meyer Jags. Oh. And they kicked the game-winning field goal. They ruined after that. That was worse. That was way worse than this. Like, they're still first in the division.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they – I I thought the the, the, the Dolphins made it close at the end. They had a good little run. They couldn't couldn't get it done in the fourth quarter. They had some
2: good defensive plays to to bring it close, you know. But I, I don't mean this is no disrespect, Jesse, but you know who the Dolphins are. Who? At this point, they're a Pac-12 team.
4: No, nah. they,
2: they put up all these numbers in the sorry little Pac-12, you know, against no defenses and all this oh. other stuff. And when they go up against the SEC, what do they get? Like 10 they, points.
6: They give up 14 points yesterday and all. that defense is fine. It's just they, No,
2: they're, they're, no, they're, no, they're, no. You're not hearing me. The offense. Oh. We hear, oh, oh, they do all this stuff, and they're so fast, and Tyreek, and all, when they're going up against the Giants. But every time they go up against an SEC team, Ten points, fourteen points. They gonna have to prove. They got to prove. Something they got. They got to they gotta, they gotta run
6: the ball. That's the biggest they, issue. They don't run the ball consistently. They need H back. Once they get him back, the offense is going to open up. I think
2: they're they gonna have to prove something to me.
6: Yeah, I, I agree. Right now, they're not. Super, they're not. They're not in there with the Chiefs. I'm not putting them in that tier right now. The last three weeks of the season, they played Dallas, Baltimore, and the Bills. We'll learn. We'll know. We'll know exactly who the Dolphins are going into the playoffs. Right now, it's still a work they in They're something. next.
2: They have to show me something on the offensive end, because that's what gets the defense actually played really well. and got them back into the game uh on yesterday. So the defense is playing a little better than I thought. But um offense, man, yeah, you can't be can't be doing that, man. You can't be can't be putting up forty fifty against against these no names and the Bills, the Eagles, and the Chiefs. They get to twenty in any of those? Those defenses aren't scrubs, by the way. Either they're though. not, but like that's who you're gonna be playing.
3: Hey, well, welcome back.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. God, I came damn. back. Yeah, I, this wasn't even in the damn. rundown. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny was like, "Jesse's back." <laughs> hey, <laughs> jeez. No, I, you know what? I was frustrated watching the Dolphins. I don't have no problem with the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins. And I wake up at halftime. I didn't watch the start of the game. I wake up at halftime. It's twenty-one nothing. And they ain't put them no offense again. I'm like, come on, man. They, they got they come got,
3: on. They got going a little bit at the end. At, at the, you know, that fumble return was brutal. Um that was a killer. Anyone else forget the time change? I did. Like, not like obviously, like, if you have an iPhone, it resets. I'm sure Androids do the same thing. It resets on its own. But as I started to like open my eyes, I'm like, look at the phone. The phone said six. Hmm. And I'm like, you know. I'm getting the outside like like that. No, what the hell? It's not six. Why the hell is Sprout out acting like this? <laughs> and I'm just laying there for a minute, so I start to get up, and she jumps up. I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? And then it dawned on me. Oh, yeah, I'm usually good change. with that, but no, time I- change is a disaster if you have a pet. Mm. It's awful.
2: I would, was the worst they day keep, of the year. They keep talking about it, man. I thought we elected to get rid of this
3: thing. I thought we did too, but obviously we didn't.
2: Get it back to like when it changes to spring forward, leave it there forever. Because number one, it don't need to get dark at five thirty for the rest of our lives. Uh, no. Well, let well, it spring for forward. Let it spring forward and then leave it alone forever. I'm fine with it being dark early. No, what? No. Well, it doesn't matter to do. now. We just gonna be sit. We gonna be right here together when it gets dark. <laughs> well, there's things to do. That's mm-hmm. the other part. When we get out of here, it could be uh, sunny. So let it spring forward. So it'll be sunny when we but
3: get it out. It still ain't gonna be sunny it's when we get out of here because we get out of here at seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we we'll will we'll talk about the other stuff that happened in the NFL. I actually, I, probably because of Jesse and maybe. Maybe Patrick Mahomes, I, I made sure to watch a good chunk of that because obviously I was awake. I made a uh, an effort to watch a good chunk of that that Chiefs-Dolphins game. Uh, Shout-out Antonio Pierce, man. I love this. Let's let's address this earlier because I saw this popping up as we um, started the show and I was singing my praises for Antonio Pierce in the, in the Las Vegas Raiders. The, the, the victory cigars in the scene in the locker room, I don't think that's a week-to-week thing. Mm-hmm. I think there was a certain take a deep breath, take a deep breath, we got that dub you know the, the, the a certain maybe feeling of relief for that team, a certain feeling you know by their coach, hey, you know, cut loose, have fun, celebrate, but I don't think that's a week to week thing that they do uh every time they win a game or after every week i I, I don't think it's that that overly celebratory scene in the locker room. Mm-hmm. But I think when you go back to the Josh McDaniels firing and you listen to the the remarks from, um, you know Josh Jacobs and you listen to the remarks from Don the uh, Devonte Adams and and, and and everybody else, it was clear. While none of them, uh, Max Crosby included, none of them badmouthed Josh Jacobs. It was all excuse me, Josh McDaniels. It was all clear. They were ready for a change. They knew a change needed to be made, and. they seemed to rally behind Antonio Pierce. Uh, They seemed to play really loose yesterday. They hadn't scored, what was the number, 21? They hadn't scored above 21 points all year. They scored 24 in the first half. Mm -hmm. Um, Offense slowed down a little bit in the second half, but that was fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were in full control of that game. By the way, prayers to Daniel Jones. Um, Uh, That was tough. That was was tough to see when it
2: happened, but then when he tried to stay in the game Mm -hmm. and – Drop yep. back and just collapse. Do it, was...
3: yeah. He kind of knew, kind of, kind of knew it was, it was, it was, it was going to be bad, and in fact, it was uh, a torn ACL. I don't fault guys like Daniel, uh, Daniel Jones. I don't fault guys like um, uh, Day Brian Dayball. Mm. They were overhyped in the media. Because they're in New York. Yeah, that's not their fault. Yeah, it's it's not. And I w- I wish the best to Dayball. I wish the best to, to to Daniel Jones. Um, but those guys aren't what the NFL media desperately wanted you to believe that they were.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's the only offense in the NFL prior to yesterday that was worse than the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. Um and how about Aiden O'Connell? Man, he had a he had a he had a, a, a fine little game. Raiders didn't commit a turnover yesterday. Yeah. First time they've done that all year. Yeah. Um, it's a great – it's a really, really great, positive, you know, first week. But but now if I'm Antonio Pierce, I'm pulling the guys in tomorrow like, okay. Because I think they got primetime next week. Yeah, Sunday Night Jets? Football. They yeah. Like Night football. I'm pulling the guys in like, okay. It was good for our – it was good for our soul, mm-hmm. yours and mine.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Now – now let's get down to business. Yeah, let's get down to business. Let's see if 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 we can climb out of this hole we're in, and 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 let's start to make a run here here towards the playoffs. We got the talent. You know, Aiden had a nice little run. We got one of the best wide receivers in the game. We had the 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 league leader in rushing still on our squad right now. Mm-hmm. We got that monster on the defensive end. Defense starting to come together just a, a, a little bit. You see smidges of it here and there. Probably three of the last four weeks, you've seen them play pretty solid defense. Mm-hmm pull him in. Hey, it was, it was, it was a great win for our soul. Let's get down to business now.
2: The other good news is they, um, they signed Hunter Wimfrow, uh before the game and, you know, had him, <laughs> had him on the roster, you know, to help him out. Oh, oh so, well, I'm sorry. He was on the team well, all year. I, well,
3: not, not, not many people know that as it's, it's an unconfirmed rumor that he was actually on the, <laughs> on the Raiders prior to yesterday,
2: but no, man, it's, it's something that hopefully you could build on. Um, I, I was just thinking about them before and, and you can have a rallying cry for this team mm-hmm. of making the postseason. Mm-hmm. They're at four and five. AFC is, is really tough. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you can say, Hey, let's let's get this thing together Let's see if we can make a run uh for the postseason. Antonio Pierce winning that first game, him at the helm seemed to just re energize everybody. Mm-hmm. And and like I said earlier, I don't have a problem like Dr. David Ass is like a uh, swaggy P. Uh, Lynn, I think uh, Jeremy Lin was in that, and Jordan Hill, and the in the video where Kobe's on Jimmy the Kimmel Jimmy, yeah. looking at it, just disgusted. Remember
3: that team was awful. Yeah, they weren't a game below five hundred.
2: Yeah, and, and with and with the Raiders, they could do this every time they win. I don't care. I'm a big believer in wins are hard to come by in any sport. You you play. To win, you work all week to win a game. Like, don't, don't like look past them. And be like, ah, uh, we just won, or not like, like man, nah, like, yeah. yeah when yeah. you, I, I think they're all adults. They're all professionals. They can enjoy the win for two hours and mm-hmm. know that, all right, we got work to do after this two hours. There's nothing wrong with that. We we'll lost some steam, so they can light cigars after every win. That could be their light the beam situation. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but I really I really like the energy of that team at yep. this point. Yeah, yeah. Like the vibes and yep. the energy of that team is a team that I think they believe they have plenty of time to turn their season around and make a playoff mm-hmm. appearance. And that's that just having that belief, knowing that the season is not over, you still got something to play for. That could be powerful and that could help propel this team moving forward as well.
3: 100%. I I, I couldn't agree more. This was a team that got it handed to them by the Chicago Bears 2 mm-hmm. weeks ago uh so if they want to light cigars is there light the beam again i don't think they're going to but i'd be perfectly so, yeah. i'd be perfectly okay if they did if that's their new who, victory tradition who so did
2: something it. a couple couple years ago it was uh i think it was chicago they were like club bears or club dub or something like that yeah where, it was club dub yeah club dub after every win they throw on the strobe lights blast the music and it's looking like a club the the bears are doing that after every win and I, I like all that stuff, man. I'm, I'm the uh, big supporter of all that stuff.
3: Club Dub right. was sh- sadly mm-hmm. shut down after three weeks, though. <laughs> Is it? You know, I a couple was it was it Thursday we had our we had our speaking engagements that we were doing, and I one of the I was moderating a panel of of sports marketers, people that worked for the the, the, the Kings and and River Cats and and, and Republic and so on. And you know, obviously, the beam was a a, a a big topic of conversation. One thing, like you you might have noticed, talk about victory cigars. Did you notice in in, in was it clubbed up? What would outside of the beam? What was another highlight of the Kings winning games last year? Oh, the DPO, the chain, yeah. And the chain started to morph into oh, it's a picture of the guys with the chain. To now, there's like fog and there's lights and now it's like this huge production did you notice and and i understand it's it's you know it's been maybe not the most ideal start to the season but did you notice this year's dpog pictures yeah
2: presented by am fong
3: they're presented by someone (laughs) exactly i don't fault anybody uh uh for getting in on 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 a celebratory thing that your fan base can buy into
2: and more importantly for these franchises that a company can buy into. I wonder if we have enough money to sponsor the beam. <laughs> no. <laughs> the beam presented by ESPN 1320. <laughs> we, whoever, whoever
3: sponsors the, yeah, you got to have more money than God to get that sponsorship. Yeah, that, that, that is, that is not something. Have
2: your logo in the beam as it's,
3: <laughs> it's crazy. Lights. You're going to tattoo the beam. Shoot up the the lo and K-C-Logo
2: <laughs> into the sky. Yeah. I saw somebody's stories today. Uh, somebody, uh, their, their son, I guess they have braces or whatever, and at the dental office, they light the beam whenever you're done with your braces.
3: Oh, that's dope. <laughs> I was
2: that's
3: like, that's tremendous. really cool. That
4: is right. tremendous. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,